Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Umesh Sawa, who is the founder of New Books, uh, which is a platform that facilitates accounting for SMBs by making it easy, efficient, and cost-effective. Hi Umesh, welcome to ELI. Hi Priya, how are you? I'm doing good, how about you? I'm fine, thank you, fine, thank you. Uh, where are you joining us from? I'm from London. Oh, wow, nice. And uh, I, I understand it's uh, afternoon over there, right? That's right, yeah, we are at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon today. Gotcha, awesome. So we just gone past 3. I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience. Yes, um, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Umesh Soba. I'm the founder of New Books. It's an accounting software that help micro and small businesses to uh, make it easy for them to do their accounts and VAT returns and tax, et cetera. Uh, GST return in India. Um, I'm also a qualified accountant by trade. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll go into uh, details of new books, but before that, uh, can, you, can you set a context by uh, telling us what are the persistent problems in, in account in accounting in general and uh, how big is this problem for SMBs? Why SMBs uh, face certain problem that uh, bigger companies might not face? Um, generally, the most important part of accounting is to do the compliance. Um, a lot of small businesses doesn't have the resources to do compliance paperwork, for example, mm -hmm. to do a GST return or to do a tax return or to do an account. Mm -hmm. So big, big companies will have a finance department and they will have all the uh, you know, the finance director, the finance controller, the finance manager, right. the bookkeeper, the accounts payable, all the different things. Whereas a small business doesn't have any of that. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to help those small businesses to be like a big corporation, but without having to employ the finance director. Yeah. And also just help them to manage their own business efficiently. So the more they work for their business, the better it is for them to concentrate on work for their business, not to do compliance work. Okay. And uh, from a cost angle, uh, how much uh, do they spend on accounting and compliances? And uh, how, uh, with automation, how much it, uh, of it can be you know, eliminated? So in terms of costing, um, it's very, um, you can easily employ it someone to do about five, six hours of bookkeeping a month. Um, with automation, we kind of erase that five and six hours, we turn it into half an hour uh, of automation work that you have to do. And it's also uh, making sure it's not just the hours that the entrepreneur gain from not having to do the work, but it's also that it's done more accurately and efficiently. And you're making sure that they are keeping all their records in one place. They're not losing any receipts. They're not losing any information. Mm. And so overall, it's kind of helping them kind of in terms of costing the hourly rate they will have to pay someone, but also in terms of the hour, the hours that they save themselves, you know, as a person, it's probably more invaluable than anything else. I mean, if I can give you five hours a month extra, what would you do with it? Mm. Right. Uh, tell us a bit about the uh, product and the platform. I understand there is a very interesting feature which which can uh, scan any invoice and you know create a digital version of it, uh, uh, which should uh, be in in line with the with the regulation. Yes. Yeah, so basically, um, what we have is so new books come with an app 
Um, and the app, we're just releasing the updated version in the next couple of months. So the idea is people to take use the phone, take a picture of the receipts, whatever that receipts may be from wherever they get it. And from that receipt, we will extract all the information from it. So we will extract the, the, the name of the supplier, the date of the invoice. We will extract the amount of the invoice, the GST amount and the total amount. And all that will be populated in, a, in our system where you can actually just input it straight away into your profit and loss, your balance sheet, your GST return. And then it seamlessly just helped those people to do that. So yeah, avoid people going out and do manual uh, entry for any GST invoice they have to do or any non-GST invoice as well. Mm -hmm. What are the different modules inside the application? Uh, I mean, what all they so, can... Yeah, so what we have is, so we have a bookkeeping module and then we have an upload section. So the bookkeeping module keep records of all the, basically all your day-to-day -day bookkeeping. So we have, for instance, um, the banking. So you could see your bank account. Uh, we have the sales ledger, the purchase ledger, and then we have the reporting. And the reporting will include on your profit and loss, your balance sheet, your trial balance, mm -hmm. and your, your GST return. And then under the uploads module, we have the option to upload uh, supplier invoices. If you don't do it by a picture, you can upload it electronically your computer imagine if someone sends you an invoice uh, in a pdf version you can upload it on your computer and then the other one is you could also have upload your bank statements uh, for records onto the platform so that whenever the accountants or um, you decide you want to process your information you can actually see uh, all the information in one place instead of having to go around looking for information all the time okay um Tell us some numbers uh, uh, around how many people are using your platform, how many invoices are getting processed uh, every day. Uh, so yeah. at, at the moment in India, we've only launched about a month ago. So we have about over 500 users. Mm -hmm. uh, people are uploading information. I think we've just gone over a thousand invoices that's been processed. Um, and obviously we want to increase that to much more market to, you know, because we need um, the the AI functionality we have would actually need more and more invoices to understand the, the system better and to produce more better results um, to making sure that we have an excellent, you know, um, AI platform for the people using it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I, I understand there are some uh, uh, players who are already operating in Indian market and they have acquired a massive user base uh, um, so they, they operate in the domain of accounting and finances for SMBs. So how do you plan to compete against them? And, you know, I mean, competition is a very good thing. I think people always like to have a monopoly on things. I mean, you know, from a, from an entrepreneur perspective, you should never be afraid of competition. There will always be competition, but then again, there's always going to be a market and the market is a market and India is such a growing market, it will become very, very big market in the next couple of years. And mm -hmm. to be in that market, no matter what it is other people are doing now, there will be a space for new entrants, new entrepreneurs, new startups to go in and do different things. And we are doing things differently. We're not like the old um, other companies. I'm not gonna name them, but you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're still doing things the old fashioned way. They're still on a desktop. They're still not doing using 
technology to process data. So we want to be the most sophisticated company. And if people like our product, I'm sure they will want to use it more and more because it's beneficial to them. It's beneficial to us. It's beneficial to almost everyone. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a win-win situation from all sides. Got you. Uh, you know, when uh, when uh, companies launch a SMB-based product that to uh, uh, which operate uh, uh, w- which delivers its services through mobile apps, uh, it's it's very difficult to crack the market. Um, and companies use very various uh, growth hacking uh, uh, techniques to crack the market. Uh, so I would like to I would love to know if there are any growth hacks that you have discovered which or you're planning to deploy in your go-to-market strategy? Um, yes, I mean, we are we are in the process of deploying our our, our strategy on the market now. Uh, this is going to basically be, you know, a full-on advertising campaign in in India mm-hmm. and, and making sure that we reach as many people as possible. Um, one of the things we're trying to focus on is discounting um, the platform for a period of six months. So we'll give six months people to... to um, to use a platform um, and the other six months they will have to pay like uh, half price for it. So we, we're looking at various things, uh, give them three months free trial, um, six months half price, you know, so there's a there's a continu- um, there's a multi- multitude of things we're trying to do uh, to achieve that. And I think it's very important that we actually get this marketing strategy right to make sure that we attract as many people as possible to the platform. Got you. Uh, tell us a bit about how you built this venture. Uh, when when did it all start, and uh, what did you you know initially thought of building? Was it a accounting app that you always wanted to build, or what was the hypothesis? Um, I mean, I always like technology. I always into technology. I mean, um, people that I know, my my cousin, for example, they've been in technology as well, and. They've been kind of, you know, now you can actually search an image. Uh, we were trying this technology out in 2002, you know, mm-hmm. how to search an image on the internet. Um, always been very exciting with technology. And I think it's, you know, um, accountancy office um, has been probably the most kind of outdated in terms of technology. They've all decided they don't want to actually scan invoices, process invoices automatically, do different things. They want to do things the manual way entering invoicing um, and producing reports and we decided that you know um, we need to improve that I mean we can't just stay you know in the 20th century we need to move to the 21st century and and it's a good way of doing that is to introduce technology so a few years ago we started working on how do we get the technology right how do we get the app right how do we get the AI right so we had loads of proof and concept uh, mistakes uh, you know bad app, good app, bad software, good software, and eventually we'll end up with new books, which is basically, you know, after a lot of testing, so it's probably more than seven years of testing and product, you know, we are actually going to market. So it's not something that will just come overnight and we're going to do it. We've tested it. We make sure that it works mm. and it does really work. Okay. So I also understand developing a app, again, where uh, technology is a big part of it. Uh, developing an app is an expensive affair. Uh, how did you fund your uh, app development process or you know venture building process till the time uh, you generate uh, significant revenue to cover the cost? I mean, so far it's been funded by myself. Um, I have actually um, 
you know, I have my account as a practice as a qualified accountant has been running my own practice mm -hmm. and all the money I've earned on this side, you know, bar living expenses I've put into uh, the app, uh, making sure that the, the software works, making sure everything works. I've also borrowed money. Um, one thing I'm not afraid of to do is to borrow money. So I borrowed money from banks as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so we had, we had a few ways that we kind of got the money to actually support what we're doing at the moment. And it's been very much self-sustained from the beginning. What are the different challenges that you have faced so far while building and growing this venture? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is finding the right people. I mean, people, people, people is probably the free piece. People talk about, you know, products and pricing and people, etc. You know, there's no five P's or six P's or whatever. You know, there's many P's, but I think the only piece I think is more important than everything else is people. If you get the right people working within your books, which is what we've got now, we've got the perfect mm. blend of people working. The product is not going to be a problem. The pricing is not going to be a problem. You know, the, I don't know what other P's are there, but that's not going to be a problem either, you know, because I think the people will make it happen. And once you have people getting, finding the right people and then empowering those people to do the right thing, is very important. Um, and I think that if you're going to manage a team, you have to give them the power to make mistakes. So that's another P as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, just making sure that people understand that they, you know, mistakes is not a problem. You, you don't have to get things every time 100% correct all the time. You have to make mistakes. And the more mistakes you make, the better it is because you learn a lot and you correct a lot of things right. and you're making sure that you're going in the right direction. Okay. Speaking of people, uh, you said you have uh, built a very solid team and you have found the right people for your venture. Uh, I want to ask, how did you find them? Which all platforms did you search them on? And how did you convince them that uh, they should uh, be part of your, uh, um, they should contribute to your vision and uh, um, they should believe in whatever you are doing? Well, I mean, um... So we've used like Upwork, Fiverr, um, different kind of places to search people. We had recommendations from friends as well, which we used. Um, I think the best way you kind of know about someone is by kind of working with them for a bit and understand whether they have the same frame of mind, the same attitude, uh, the same direction. And then once you start working with them, you, you kind of see eventually, you know, whether they are pretending to be this and they are not this. Um, and then you have to, that's why I think it's, it's you know, um, letting them make mistakes is important. If mm -hmm. if you kind of get on their case, then they will not make the mistakes and then they will start, you know, behaving differently right. um, and not not getting the best out of them. So, so I think it's a combination of all of that. But at the same time, there were bad people as well. Don't get me wrong. But you mm -hmm. just had to make sure that you do, you leave them as soon as you found them because you know they are bad, because they're not going to do what they're going to do. And then you have the good people that you make sure that you have to keep them. Got you. Uh, any pivot to your uh, initial business model that you started with? Uh, did you pivot anything, uh, anything you are doing differently now? Um, no, no. I think the business model was always the subscription base. Um, we have to look at it in an Indian context context how would that work subscription based whether people would want to pay a lifetime uh, so then we need to create a lifetime uh, pricing for it which might be much more expensive than a subscription base 
So these are the kind of things that we need to discuss in the next couple of months, how that would, uh, once we start going into the market, how that would come about. Um, so it's very important that we understand the market because we can't just go in our own way on trying to do things our own way. We need to understand the local culture, the local market, how people do business, how we can actually help them to do their business better. Right. Um, as a business, uh, especially when you're uh, doing an app or platform-based business, some metrics become very, very crucial to track, uh, to understand which direction are you headed and uh, what is the growth rate and all. So can you tell us some of the key metrics that you track uh, as a venture to understand uh, what is the progress? How far have you reached? Um, I think there's two ways of doing it. So one way is that you go through the accountant's route, which is basically you speak to a lot of CAs in India and you talk to them about your products and let them decide when they want to use it. And then the other route is to go with the um, with the user route, which is the micro and small businesses. Um, the most in the we we are we are not just focusing on people subscribing. We also focusing on people engaging with our app. So basically, you know, you you've logged in, you've seen our advert somewhere, you click on it, you've gone to our website. We try to engage you. We would want to talk to you. We want to uh, give you some benefit of answer. We want to uh, explain to you. We will be running webinars to see how a small entrepreneur can help themselves. So there's loads of things that we do to kind of make sure that it's not just take your money, thank you very much, you know, go. But you know, it's it's, it's more than that. Uh, what would you say is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you? How would you define the term entrepreneur? Ah, that's a French word, as people don't realize that. I think it's uh, entrepreneur. So you, you're doing something. Preneur means you're doing something. Um, and and you, you, so you, 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 entre, you take yourself to do something. And that's the idea of entrepreneur. Um, it's a very simple basic thing you know if you have something right um uh, and you want to get uh you have for example you have chickens and you want to get uh uh i don't know you want to get some clothes or something so you go to the place and you you sell your chicken to get clothes and that is basic principle of entrepreneur you have to sell something and at the same time when you're selling something you need to make the benefit of it by buying something better or by using the money better and at the same time, you'll be expanding because, you know, if you have one chicken, you can sell it, make two chicken, three chicken. So it's always about growing the business. So entrepreneurs need to, to look after their business, but at the same time, they need to look after society because one thing that would happen is if you have a rich society as a business, you will become richer as well. And if you have a poor society as a business, eventually you will become poorer because you can't just keep taking away from the society and taking it away from it. Because mm -hmm. the people will have nothing to give at some point. So a very, you know, prosperous place is a place where the entrepreneur actually think about the society, make the society rich. By making the society rich, they get richer because obviously people will be using more and more of their products. Right. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you do a lot, you take a lot of decisions and many of these decisions end up in um, uh, failures. So tell us about some some mistakes or some failures that you have gone through during your entrepreneurial journey. Um, so for example, one of the failure was, you know, um, trying to run um, the, the first app we did, 
uh, we had problem with it. We had loads of bugs trying to fix it. When when you were trying to track the mileage, for example, from one place to the next, instead of showing you the place, it was showing you something totally different. So you would never be able to catch where you were. You were never able to catch where you'd gone. So, and that was a total failure. So we had to go back to the drawing board and rewrite the entire software to make sure that we know when we left and we know when we actually got to the point. So that failure encouraged us to be better. It didn't kind of make us feel bad or we are terrible at it. But the, the more failure we did, the much better we got at it. So instead of kind of looking at it in a very a negative way, we looked at it in a very positive way. Uh, my final question, tell us about some of the interesting lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur, which can be taken away by other entrepreneurs or, you know, can be applicable in any venture building in general. Um, I think the best one is don't be afraid to make decision. You know, you will have to make tough decision and it doesn't matter if you get it wrong because next time you will make sure you get it right as an entrepreneur you know that you'd have to get it right all the time. But you know also that you cannot be getting it right all the time. At the end of the day, we are human. We have a lot of things affecting our life, our family, our wife, our partners, our children, whoever we have problem affecting us, our friends. And we, we will have to make decisions. And sometimes we make a very harsh decision or rash decision or the wrong decision. But that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. You have to think of it Every decision is a good decision because you learn from it. Mm. You've got the experience from it. I mean, apart from shooting yourself in the foot, probably is not going to be a good decision. <laughs> but anything that you do with, with kind of entrepreneurship, you like to think of it from a business perspective and don't be afraid to make those difficult decisions. And once you make the difficult decision, if it's wrong, doesn't matter. You've got it wrong. Learn from it, take from it and move on. Don't kind of think over it. Oh my God, I made such a bad decision. What happened next time? If I get the same thing, am I going to make a bad decision again? No, you shouldn't be thinking like that. You should know. Made a bad decision. Thank you very much. Go on to the next decision. If you get it wrong again, learn from it and do that. Obviously, you will find out whether you are an entrepreneur or not at the end of the day, because some people are not entrepreneurs. My mm. wife, she's not an entrepreneur. She doesn't want to be an entrepreneur because she doesn't want to take the risk. She doesn't want to understand the, the risk of making the wrong decision. Right. And entrepreneur as well mean that, you know, you have to have faith in yourself. You have to believe that you, whatever you're doing is is happening, is going to happen, because otherwise you will feel like, oh, my God, you know, what if I what if what if I don't what if I don't do this? No, no, you don't have to be what if you have to be. What if I had the opportunity to do something and I didn't do it? And five years down the line, I'll be like, hmm, if I had did that business five years ago, I would have been in a different place now. So that is what you need to think of in terms of what if you can do and that's very important right so on this note we have uh, kind of come to the uh, closing uh, moment of the session thanks for your time umesh and it was a great pleasure to have you on our platform and i would say thank you very best, much thank you i would say my best wishes for new books thank you very much thank you and uh, i'd like to, um, to come and visit the entrepreneur lounge of india when i come to india next time absolutely